are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this crossover Thursday Locked On Bears, Locked On Eagles podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears here with Louis DiBiase from Locked On Eagles. Getting ready to preview what should be uh, certainly, a, I think, a one-sided matchup this week between these two teams. One team uh, clearly destined for big things in the playoffs, the other one already mathematically eliminated, but still plenty for both teams to watch for in this game. And you never know if the Bears are in the mood to play a little bit of spoiler in this one as well. So, Louis, as you as you have the Eagles coming in as, you know, a really hot team, they've won, what, four in a row and only lost, well, only lost one game all season. Uh, what's the biggest storyline for you entering this game? Yeah, that's a great question, Lauren. And yeah, they're red hot. They slipped up a little bit there on that Monday night game against the Washington Commanders. But since they've been absolutely on fire, I think the key for this football team as they're trying to continue to hold on to that one seed in the NFC, and we saw in 2017 when they won a Super Bowl, how important home field advantage was and also keep ahead of the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. It's just not to get too ahead of themselves and not overlook the Chicago Bears team. Although you said they're, you know, out of the playoffs this year. Justin Fields, anytime you have a quarterback with that kind of dynamic threat through the air, on the ground, I mean, he's going to break a 1,000 rushing yards this year. You can't overlook this team. And it could be easy to, considering they have a massive matchup on Christmas Eve next week against the Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons is already talking trash about Jalen Hurts. So the key for the Eagles this week and the big storyline is just taking things one day at a time as they always preach. And it sounds cheesy, but you got to take that into account. You got to take it seriously when you play a bad team and then a pretty damn good team in your division. So they can't overlook the Bears who have played teams close this year, just like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. When you look at your Eagles, do you feel like they've been properly battle tested? I mean, I think Dallas next week will definitely yeah. be, will definitely be that. But as I look over their wins this season, not that I'm, mm-hmm. not, to, not that I'm predicting any kind of big Bears upset, but like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the teams that they've beaten, you know, maybe we thought they were going to be good, but didn't end up being good. You know, they played Minnesota sure. early on before they got things rolling a little bit there. And you know, they, I mean, they lost to the commanders, but, you know, beating the Giants have not looked as good as over the last few games as their record was suggesting. And the Packers haven't been as good as we thought they have the Colts, you know, Steelers mm-hmm. even. I don't know, how do you feel about about the ways that they've been yeah. tested heading into the playoffs? No, I mean, it's true. I feel like that's kind of though just the state of the NFL right now, unless you beat the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, who really have yeah. you beaten in this league? So I don't think there's anything fluky about what they're doing. They're number one in almost every, you know, passing category over the last, you know, eight weeks of the season. They're to me, when they decide to be the best rushing offense in football, their defense is number one in takeaways, number one in sacks. I mean, they've shut down star running backs over the last month, finally improving that area. So yeah, I mean, they haven't really beat a juggernaut. Um, they've beat some playoff teams, but they haven't beaten like a top tier football team. But at the same time, I don't think Lauren, anything they're doing is like, oh, they only won because they played the Jacksonville Jaguars or they only got by because they played the Houston Texans. I just think the state of the NFL right now is that there aren't a lot of great teams. Most teams are very inconsistent and anybody could get it each week. So yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag, but I think, you know, even the the, good, the better teams they've played this year, they've won pretty handily. I mean, the Giants and Titans the last two weeks, 
not elite teams by any stretch of the imagination, but when you beat two teams in the playoffs by 25 plus points in back-to-back weeks, I still think that's a sign of a good team. But again, at the same time, like I said earlier, you can't overlook these opponents because state of the NFL right now, the bears can beat you. I mean, anybody can beat you. You were down by two scores against Jacksonville earlier this year. So they got to take everybody seriously. Yeah. To your point, we've, we've also seen teams like randomly start to get good. Like the Detroit lions all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've won what six of the last seven games. Yeah. So the NFL this year is as weird as it's weird. I didn't think it could get as weird as it did in 2021, but (laughs) the seven team playoff just ceases to amaze me the last two years, how chaotic it's been. Yeah, and, and I think we'll see, you know, to, to get to the Bears here, that this is a Bears yeah. team that is playing teams tough and that even though they've lost, what is it now, six in a row and they're just coming off the bye week now, um, yeah. they, they've been in a lot of situations this year where there's under three minutes left in the game, Justin Fields has the ball down one possession and an opportunity to drive down and win these games. And right. they haven't. And a lot of people have been quick to blame Justin Fields on that and I think that's a little bit too much of the blame going on the quarterback and not enough on drop passes from receivers here, a fumble by a receiver there, a muffed punt in this situation. There have been a lot of games where Fields is doing everything he can and and the supporting cast hasn't always been there to put him over the top. And so as they come out of this bye week now for Philadelphia, one, we want to see how this new coaching staff does coming out of bye weeks. Are they a team that uses that extra preparation to their advantage? You know, coming off of the Matt Nagy era where they were historically bad out of bye weeks. Every time they'd have a bye week, their next game, they would lay the biggest egg of the season. Just when you think, you know, they're ready to turn things around or have some kind of bounce back game, they just could not do anything out of the bye week. So can they be more prepared this time around, especially getting a little bit healthier? Can this defense get out of its own way a little bit here. They've, that's been the big weakness across the roster for the second half of this season so far that I mean, they just can't stop anybody. They've been very banged up, but now Jaquan Brisker back from concussion, Kyler Gordon back from concussion, generally speaking, as healthy as that group has been in the last five or six weeks, but still some very real deficiencies here going up against are they the, the Eagles, the number one offense in the NFL in pretty much in pretty much every category, definitely uh, scoring. Most categories, yeah. yeah, for sure. But Lauren, like you said too, uh, you know, Justin Fields has been super impressive this year. You know, he, he fought to the bitter end against the Dallas Cowboys, who are a top three team in the NFC this year. Same with the, that Minnesota Vikings game. As you mentioned, at the end of the game, they have an opportunity. Like, he is keeping them in it. And I think it'd be very hard to blame Fields, considering the support system that he really doesn't have in Chicago right now, right? I mean, you look at his receivers. That's not going to get it done for any quarterback to take a step. You know, that's the thing with Jalen Hurts. He has done a lot of developing on his own this year when it comes to accuracy, ball placement, mechanics, the the mental stuff inside the pocket, but he's got AJ Brown. He's got Devonte Smith. He's got Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders, an elite offensive line. A support system is crucial to a quarterback success. I mean, the Eagles saw that with Carson Wentz when he didn't have it, how quickly he regressed. So I think Bears fans should feel very optimistic, almost looking at the trajectory Hertz has been on the last two years as maybe an example of what fields could become next year if the Bears do right by him this offseason. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields, to be honest, Lauren. I wanted them to draft, I wanted the Eagles to draft Fields in the 2021 draft over starting Jalen Hurts for that coming season. So I'm a big fan of his talent, and I think he can do exactly what Hurts is doing this year. I think he's that talented. Um, You can see that he's been elevating that team a lot this year. Yeah, that's the model you're hearing a lot of Bears fans talk about, is how can they be the Eagles of 2023? Makes sense, man. It makes sense. 
Well, we'll see how this current talent gap between these two rosters really kind of takes its shape on Sunday. But we'll kind of get into some of those individual matchups and see what what the where the Bears need to win to try and pull off the upset or where the Eagles need to win their matchups to hold this Chicago team down. As we continue our crossover Thursday podcast, Locked On Bears, Locked On Eagles, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode of Crossover Thursday for Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Bears is sponsored by Simply Safe. At Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Bears, we believe homes should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Bears listeners 40% off a new security system for your home. Don't put this off. Here's why we love Simply Safe. Number one, they have just the best customer support. I mean, they have representatives on hand 24 7, monitoring agents or customer support staff. I love their advanced technology as well, uh, controlling your system from your smartphone app, you know, viewing your crystal clear HD security cameras, the wide range of high tech sensors. You know, Simply Safe is really there for us. We had a, a scare a couple months ago where Simply Safe really came through. They were named the best home security system of 2022 by the United States News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get high priority police response. Simply Safe is also the whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window and door, HD security cameras, as I said, for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss out on your chance to save big on our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. That's 40% off at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It's crossover Thursday here on Locked On Bears, Locked On Eagles. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears with Louis DiBiase from Locked On Eagles. And now it's time to get into some of the key matchups in this game that we think will go the farthest towards determining who wins and who loses. Although I think we already are both pretty confident in who we think is going to win and lose. But these are the kind of matchups that can flip a game and can make that big difference. Your confidence is scaring me, Lauren, for the Eagles right now. <laughs> I feel like you're almost too confident for my team. <laughs> listen, when, listen, when your team has lost six games in a row, it's hard to go into a matchup with the number one team in your conference. That's fair. And, and have any kind of confidence about a, a win coming off out of that one. Especially when you look at an Eagles defense that has just some real horses at pass at the pass rushing spot. I mean, I know they traded for Robert Quinn. He's on injured reserve now, so we're not going to get to see the revenge game in this one. But I still look at guys like Josh Sweat and, and Brandon Graham on the outside and worry about how this Bears offensive line is going to be able to hold up. They've been playing a lot better over the last few games in terms of giving Justin Fields a little bit more time to throw, a little bit more time for some of these plays to develop downfield. But I don't know that they've necessarily been playing against the best pass rushes in that process either. They haven't had quite a talented group up front like you see with the Philadelphia Eagles. So whether it's the rookie left tackle Braxton Jones, a fifth-round pick on the left side, who's playing really well for a fifth-round pick, but for a fifth-round pick is the qualifier there. He's I think he's been a closer to average overall, but impressive for where he's drafted. Or right now, they've kind of been rotating at the right tackle spot with the veteran Riley Reef, and they're giving the former first-round pick Alex Leatherwood some rotational snaps there and trying to play him more and more. And I, I'm worried about a guy like Leatherwood going in there and and still being rusty and still developing and 
getting whooped real quick and having a lot of pressure in Justin Fields' face. Now, if, yeah. if the Bears can give him some of that time to let plays develop downfield, maybe work some play action off of that and not have to just go into scramble mode because the pressure is there, you know, that's when guys like Chase Claypool can get open downfield or Cole Komet can create some space over the middle of the field and let these route concepts, you know, actually fully develop. Not that the Eagles secondary is anything to scoff at, but you make any secondary have to cover for four or five seconds and Fields' legs can help you do that, that's when they can start to get into trouble and it just takes a couple of explosive plays here right. and there to, for the Bears to keep up with a potential shootout in this one. Yeah, I think the Eagles' defensive line versus Justin Fields' mobility is definitely the key. I mean, the Eagles had a seven-sack performance last week against the New York Giants. They kept Daniel Jones' mobility in check. The number one team in sacks this year. I mean, even without Robert Quinn, they are incredibly deep. Hassan Riddick having 10 sacks this year. Josh Schlett has uh, seven and a half. Brandon Graham has eight and a half. Javon Hargrave has eight. Fletcher Cox has a sack in the last three games. He's been on fire. Their new additions like Linval Joseph and Indonikin Sue have been good. Uh, rookie first round pick Jordan Davis is back. So Justin Fields is going to have his handful. That's the tough thing is when you play the Eagles, the offensive line's got to play 100% of the snaps, but the Eagles are rolling through eight, nine defensive linemen right now that are fresh, veterans, young players. I think Justin Fields is really going to have to elevate that offense again with his mobility, get outside the pocket, get away from these elite defenders and, you know, try to buy some more time because it's even harder. I mean, in the, in the backfield, the Eagles have Darius Slay and James Bradbury, who according to PFF, two of the top three players when it comes to lowest pass rating allowed this year. So I think it really, you know, Lauren, this is like, we know how important the quarterback position is to, you know, win because of not just win with and, and carry a team. This is that prime example of even if they don't win, it's going to be so fun to see how close fields can keep it against such a talented unit. Yeah. It's funny. I think the Eagles might have eight defensive linemen who would all be better than every Chicago Bears defensive lineman. I mean, it is <laughs> hey, Howie Roseman, that's the thing, man. Every year during the draft process, I'm like, okay, we took a lineman the last five years in the first two rounds. Can we just one year take a year off and, and take a safety or a corner? But this team is invested in the trenches more than anybody in football. And even if they have five good ones, they're not satisfied. Well, and you see that a lot with their offensive line as well. I mean, another group that's got a, yeah. a lot of investment of draft picks. I mean, you look across the board. I think all five of their starters were their own draft picks. I mean, not all not all high Correct. draft picks, but Our, yes, all, all yep. homegrown talent there that they've clearly put an emphasis on drafting. And they just used the second round pick on Cam Jurgens, and I don't think he's he's not even starting yet either. I mean, they're, they're no Jason Kelsey's still going yeah. strong. I mean, they're, so they're I mean they're rolling deep on that side of the ball. And, and like I mentioned, this Bears pass rush, I. You know, I can't say that I've done an in-depth study on every team's pass rush, but I would bet the Bears is near the worst in the NFL, if not the worst in the NFL. They just cannot consistently get pressure. And we've seen this defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, try just about everything he can. Some games they'll blitz a ton and it doesn't really work. Some games they'll not blitz at all and drop eight in coverage more often and still right. doesn't work. They're rotating a bunch of different guys across the board, trying their three technique out at defensive end. They're trying defensive ends in at three technique. They're stunting. They're putting guys on the same side. They're moving around. Like I, I, I legitimately like can't think of other things this defense could still try to get more pass rush going sure. other than finding some you know, diamond in the rough on the street that no one's heard of and just lottery ticket chances on the D-line. And, and I think that's going to be a real problem giving Hurts, for the similar reasons, giving Hurts time to just sit in the pocket and throw. And if he doesn't, then, of course, he can take off. And you know, <laughs> that's going to create the same problems for the Bears defense that Justin Fields could create for the Eagles defense. 
For sure. No, that's a great point. And, you know, that's the thing about the Bears defense. I mean, that's just reality for a rebuilding team that traded away their best defensive player in Roquan Smith. And although Robert Quinn didn't do much for the Eagles and has been having a down year for the Bears, I mean, I think he was their most established pass rusher on the edge. So, yeah, I mean, the coordinators are going to have to just get creative and especially against an Eagles elite offensive line and elite weapons and, you know, an elite quarterback and a running back that has a thousand yards this year. It's it's a tough task for sure. I, I think maybe the Bears strategy, although it's gotten better for the Eagles lately, was earlier in the year they were struggling against the Blitz. Uh, they never it never felt like they had a hot read open. They just relied too much on Jalen Hurts' mobility, and teams got them on that. But even in that area, Jalen Hurts the last four weeks has been so much more improved. I mean, that first touchdown against the Giants to Devontae Smith. There was a blitz on fourth and seven. He read it the whole way, found Smith down the middle of the field and, you know, did not, unlike last year where he probably would have rolled out, stayed in the pocket and made the throw. So even against the blitz, he's, you know, fixing that area of weakness too. So for the Bears, Lauren, I guess, I mean, it's just going to have to be throw the kitchen sink at the Eagles and just not be afraid because you've got nothing to lose. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. This Bears team doesn't have much to lose, and, and maybe they can go all out and try and catch an Eagles team looking ahead of them a little bit on the schedule here. We'll go through some of our predictions for this game, give a score, and kind of what we're expecting to see from the game on Sunday next on Locked on Bears. And Locked on Eagles, part of this crossover Thursday podcast. That's such a, that's such a habit for me to, to end at Locked on Bears, and I had, to, I had to process that in there. But this crossover Thursday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, the number one place for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Looking at this Bears-Eagles matchup, uh, Bet Online has the Bears as nine-point underdogs, the Eagles nine-point favorites then on the road at Soldier Field, and the over-under for this game set at 48.5 points. I think as I'm just glancing at the numbers real quick, I think that's the highest scoring game or the second highest scoring game they're projecting this week in terms of the point total there. It's only Chiefs Texans that they think could go a little bit higher. That one also has an even wider spread. The Bears and Eagles, I think, are the second widest spread this week as well. If you like those odds, BetOnline is going to be the number one place to go get your bets in. If you love Sports podcast, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. It's the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football, but also college bowl season, basketball, the World Cup final coming up this weekend. Argentina and France should be a good one. They've got it all at betonline.net. So head on over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the different trends and action happening each and every day. Bet Online, where the game starts. You're, hang, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And, and even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there each and every night looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Our crossover Thursday, Locked on Bears and Locked on Eagles continues here as we look at game predictions 
for Bears versus Eagles. Like I said, a, a nine-point spread there is expecting some kind of one-sided game, but not, I mean, the betting lines are never going to say full-on blowout. I mean, I think we mentioned Chiefs-Texans there is a 14-point spread, which is about as wide as you get in, in the NFL, but it's been kind of an unpredictable season, and the Chicago Bears have found ways to keep games close, even with some pretty good opponents that they faced this season. It's just been an inability to finish them. So, Louis, when you look at when you look at a nine point spread and a forty eight and a half point over under, what 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 are you thinking? What are you predicting for this one? Yeah, so I think and normally on these crossover Thursdays, I've liked to be you know reasonable and not an Eagles you know fanboy for as good as they've been this year, and not just say Eagles crushed by you know thirty points, hammer the over, um, you know ham- hammer them to cover as well. But I think with this Bears game, I do think they win handily. I think Justin Fields puts up some points, though. It's not going to be, I think, a 40 to 10 matchup. Um, I, I respect Fields too much to say that. I'll take the over on with that bet online. I'll take the over at points four. And but I still think the Eagles cover, though. I think they're going to win by more than nine points. I, I don't think it's they're going to win by 30, but I say they do cover. And both teams combined for over 48 points. The Eagles have scored at least 30 in three games. They've scored 40 plus in two of those matchups. So the Eagles can do most of the work and we would just need Chicago to uh, help us out a little bit, maybe in some garbage time to uh, hit that over. And I think betting the over is more fun anyway. So, yeah, I I have to agree with you there that in both of those cases that this Bears offense was on a stretch of of averaging over 30 points a game for for four straight games there. And, you know, and they kind of they dropped to like 24 against Atlanta and, and 19 against Green Bay. But one of the one of the lower point scoring games was when Justin Fields was out. But I think you're seeing this offense ready to get some points together. It's just a matter of, you know, playing a really good Eagles defense that that might test them in some different ways. I certainly sure. think Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia will will more or less score at will, and it's going to take you know an Eagles mistake to help the Bears out more than like the Bears finding a way to make the play, you know, whether it's a penalty right. on second down that gets them in third and long or whether it's a kind of a fluky fumble or just a batted pass that becomes an interception, you know, something where it's not, you know, it's kind of just something that goes the Bears way. That's not just, you know, some individual player making some Herculean effort to make some crazy wild play to help out this defense. That That's what it's going to take to stop the Eagles on, on any drive to keep them from getting any points. So, and as I start to look at numbers here, it, it's it's hard to get too high on the the points scored by the Bears, but the, the Eagles have given up some points in some games. I and mean, I think back to the Packers game where Green Bay got to 33, and of course the Commanders got 32 in the one that they won. So even the Giants got 22 last week. I, the number that I keep coming back to is is like 35-24, where it's yeah it covers it covers the spread and is is over on the betting line. I I don't know. I feel like. 24 is a lot to ask for against this Eagles defense, but you know I don't want to. I don't necessarily think the Eagles, like you said, are going to blow them up by 40 either. So that that's the range I come down to, which which feels like a lot for this Eagles defense. But uh, Justin Fields will find a way. Maybe and maybe it's 35-10 at you know early in the third quarter yeah. and the Bears. I was going to say I had like 33-17 is like kind of a yeah. prediction I would say around score wise. And, and the Bears maybe score a touchdown or or and a field goal in the fourth quarter when yeah. the Eagles have had a lead and have sustained a lead and. Maybe they take the foot off the gas a little bit and the Bears get a touchdown or two that makes the final score look even closer than maybe the the game felt as it went along. No, for sure. And I think that's the thing, too, with the Eagles when they do have leads. They're already a defense that they're aggressive for sure, but they're not in the top 10 top tier of, you know, blitz happy teams for sure. Jonathan Gannon, I mean, they win with a four man pass rush, so they don't need to send it. But even when they really aren't winning up front with those four guys, 
most of the time they're like a, a mid middle of the pack team when it comes to how often they blitz. And, you know, even with Darius Slade and James Bradbury, they're not a, a man coverage defense for sure. They give up space. They don't want to get beat deep. So, um, and, and they're going to want to keep their eyes on Justin Fields too. So the bears will have opportunities to s- sustain maybe late in the game, some, some longer drives. So I think that's the logic too, for, you know, hammering that points for, I, again, I would say Lauren, my final prediction would be 33, 17 Eagles win it. Yeah. That sounds pretty reasonable to me. So, yeah. so just to kind of recap, here. I mean, I think we and uh, you're going to see in all the pregame shows are pretty, probably going to predict Eagles wins across the board, right? That's it's all pretty, yep. pretty standard. But from your perspective, if somehow, some way the Chicago Bears were to pull off an upset in this game, what would it take? What would it look like? What would the Eagles have to do wrong? And, and what would the Chicago mm. Bears have to do right? Yeah, I think it goes back to what you said about the Eagles more so beating themselves than because the Bears, again, are just so outmatched when it comes to personnel on both sides. I mean, the Eagles, to me, are the most talented roster in the league, and Chicago might be in the bottom tier right now outside yeah. of their quarterback and you know their running back. I like David Montgomery a lot, but outside of that, it's tough to see a lot that Bears would have an advantage in against most teams. Um, it would be really just if the Eagles kind of get back into that slump they were in when they lost to the Commanders. Um, they barely beat the Indianapolis Colts where they have in, in the first half against the Titans where they had like eight offensive penalties. If they're getting a lot of penalties, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with some costly turnovers. I think that's really the only way the Bears could, you know, find a way to pull off this upset. And maybe, I don't know, with special teams because the Eagles have been better at special teams the last two weeks, but their kickoff coverage hasn't been great. Their punt return game hasn't been good. So the Bears would just have to win in, in those different kinds of ways. You know, special teams, turnovers, just take advantage anytime they have to be, you know, taking advantage of any mistakes the Eagles make. Normally it's a flawless team, but there's been some times this year where there's been some slip ups and there's some windows for teams to take advantage. But it's going to be tough for Chicago for sure. This is uh, not the year to, um, I would say, want the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah. And the Bears have the Bills after this. So it's it's a great it's a great time it's to tough, be a Bears man. fan. That's, Draft position, baby. Draft exactly. position. They just have to hope that former Eagles player personnel director, current Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham has yeah. has the nuclear launch codes or the, and all the secrets to the Eagles roster that can. Get hey, the them. last time a top tier front office Eagles guy left, Joe Douglas, he didn't get quarterback right with Zach Wilson, but the Jets roster looks pretty good. So yeah, hopefully he does the same thing for Chicago. He'll have all the he'll have all the inside tips on, on how to beat these Eagles. Yeah. And that's what it's going to take. <laughs> Louis, really appreciate you joining us for the crossover podcast here. Best of luck to your Eagles, and uh, I'm I'm assuming you're going to have a, a long postseason ahead of you. So good, yes, have sir. fun with that. So, yes, sir. Same to you, Lauren. Always good to talk to you, and we'll talk soon.